Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning. On today's show, we have Harvey Hillier of Dermani Med Spa and Benchmark Physical Therapy and Brooke Franklin of Lashlout Cosmetics. And we're going to talk a little bit about serial entrepreneurship and um, how entrepreneurs help each other grow in business. So I'm really glad to have you guys with me this morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So as always, I start the show by asking my guests, what are the key trends that you think are really important for other CEOs to know about from your area of expertise? So Harvey, you want to take that question? Yeah. So I think that the biggest trend that we're seeing right now across all my all the platformer businesses is the obvious advancement in technologies. And so there's so many so many new technologies out there that businesses can be leveraging at this time um, to, to be able to um, grow their business in a lot more efficient way. Uh, when I started Benchmark 20 years ago, I had a pager on my side, had, a, had an old phone, we had a call service, and you know I'd stop at a pay phone, drop in a dime, and then it went to a quarter to be able to, uh, to make a phone call uh, back to the office to see what was going on, and then you'd come back in, and you, we, we had computers, but you couldn't, there wasn't, there wasn't the internet. Al Gore hadn't invented the internet yet, and so, um, so we had to actually, uh, you know, use computers and, and, and phones, and then finally got a cell phone, and so obviously the big change in technology, so now the business is cloud-based, we can access and see transparently everything that's going on in our multiple locations very easily, uh, you know, it's, everybody's just a cell phone call away, uh, you know, with, with all the, and, and like I said, the, the cloud has really been the biggest thing for us and, and business to be able to access data, information, and be able to share face-to-face even over the internet together has, has been a real positive thing. So Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the, your portfolio of businesses. You know, there's Damani Med Spa, there's Benchmark. What are the other businesses that you've started and, and had over the, over the course of the years? Yeah, so I've been kind of a serial healthcare entrepreneur. Uh, I started uh, Benchmark Physical Therapy with a couple of partners back in 1995. We have our 20-year anniversary coming up in August. Congratulations. And so as we're excited about that. And uh, yeah, so that company was um, uh, we, we very grassroots. I'm, I'm very feet on the ground kind of a, a, an entrepreneur. I roll up the sleeves and get in there and uh, you know clean toilets, do whatever it takes to make it, to make it run. And so um, as, as we grew that company, um, we were able to add in other staff, so I was able to kind of free myself up to do other projects. And so started another company called Guardian Home Care, which is still in existence in the Atlanta area. And uh, that's been that was with some other partners, and that's been a great company as well. And then um, started another company, uh, ProMed DME company, that did okay, but was a little, you know, wasn't, wasn't a home run for us like some of our other projects had been. And then we ended up um, about... Two years ago, my wife came to me and said, "You know, we, you know, I, I, I want to kind of do something." She is a naturopathic doctor, an esthetician, a massage therapist, and so uh, she's like, "You know, I think it's it's good timing to look at the aesthetic industry." So that's when we started Dermani Med Spa. It was two years ago, and um, have three locations opening up our fourth in the Mall of Georgia area coming up um, in about three weeks. And so um, God's blessed across a lot of different businesses, a combination of hard work and good luck and his blessings have really got us to some good places. Wow. And what about you, Brooke? What are you seeing in in your industry that you think are are important trends? And the beauty industry is ever changing. You know, you have new products, you have um, 
the celebrity status of that as well. So if somebody says it's a good product, then it's a great product. You have your hair, you have your style, you have your makeup. All of that kind of goes together and it's constantly changing. So you have to, again, stay informed with everything that's going on so that you can give the clients what they want. So it's it, you have to be, a, in this industry, you have to be a consumer as well because you have to be able to try the services, try the products bef- and, and learn them because you don't ever want your client to come to you and be more informed about a beauty service or a product more than you are. So I can say that that's what I think. <laughs> right. And and Harvey, um, as you talk about technology and how technology has changed, you know, the, the different businesses, what are some of the technologies you mentioned, cloud? Or are there any other te- technologies that you think have really changed the way that you do business across the different, um, your portfolio? Well, obviously the the um, the cell phone, the cellular technology, even. I mean, the you know, with the um, thank you, Steve Jobs, and thank you uh, the other team members that that kind of got us to this point. But yeah, there's so much that you can do on your cell phone. I mean, our um, our employees can now clock in and clock out on their cell phone. They can you know access their schedules on their cell phone. So I'd say that was that's another obvious technology um, on that side of things. And then actually the speed of of the internet. I mean, it sounds funny, you know, obviously back when it first came out, the, you know, the slow dial-up. Exactly. You'd sit there and, 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 um, everybody can remember that, that, that sound. And then you just wait for, for, for these downloads. So obviously the speed with which you can, you can do things now too on the internet. It's been a, been a big thing. And then, and then the advancements in, in, um, in software and things that you can do even on the computer. Um, and then I, I'm a big fan of, uh, the solid state, drive um, um, computers versus the old, you know, mm-hmm. dispin. That, I think that's been a huge thing, too, to be able to, uh, it sounds funny, but to be able to open up your computer, have it come on immediately versus having to wait for it to download, that's that's a couple of minutes across, you know, several different folks that can make a big difference. And so those are probably the biggest areas of technology that, that we've been able to leverage and um, help us grow even faster. Now, are you still involved in in all the different businesses that you, you mentioned? So um, uh, Guardian Home Care and ProMed, I actually um, um, sold those off back um, er- early 2000s. So um, had someone came along and didn't want me around anymore, so that was that was good. So, uh, <laughs> uh, with with Benchmark, we've been I, I'm still very active with that team and have a great team in place, and um, you know still still work very closely with those folks on, on a daily basis. And uh, but once again, still have a great team in place with with uh, with who we have there. My philosophy in business has been surrounding myself with people that are smarter smarter in areas that I'm not, and and just let them go and, and, and work with them closely together. And it's worked out well. So with that team, they've, I've got a good team in place. I don't need to be there, you know, necessarily every day, but I definitely work with them on a daily basis. And then with, with Dermani, that's, it's still, that, that's the baby right now. So that's, that's, uh, that's close to the chest at this point. Yeah. So you're, you're (laughs) going for another home run. So tell us, you mentioned team, you know, which is pretty, um, consistent across, you know, successful, uh, CEOs, you know, talking about their team. Um, what are the, some of the other things that you think have contributed to, you know, this repeated success that you've had across the businesses that you've owned? Well, um, I think that, you know, uh, th- people are everything, obviously. People are everything. And so having, having the, so, so that team is extremely important. But what else, what other factors are there? It really is calculated risk. So, you know, obviously you've got to take a risk in business to be able to get anywhere. But on the same token, you can, you can do it smart or you can do it 
not so smart. In my opinion, I, on the way in this morning, uh, I was listening to um, CNBC, and they were talking, there were, there's someone trying to compete with Amazon, and they're talking about, um, you know, if they can just get to $20 billion in sales, they're losing money all the way up to $20 billion. Once they get there, they're golden, and they can grow from there. I, my heart was going like crazy, because that's not something that I, that, that's out of my risk tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but to be able to go into an industry like the aesthetic industry, for instance, instance, coming into it at a time when it's very fragmented, there's extreme advances in technology on, on that side, uh, on the aesthetic side of things, that have made the treatments much better, much safer, and much more efficiently delivered. Um, there's just opportunity there. So I think it's a matter of looking for opportunity, you know, calculating the risk, and then, and then going forward um, as, as you see a good opportunity there. Mm. So. And so as you, you talk about your team and, you know, so what is it that you look for when you're bringing somebody onto the team? Because, you know, people try to do this, you know, try to bring on great people and really struggle with it. So how, how have you been so successful in identifying, you know, so many people who, who, are, who are winners? Because, I mean, from what I understand, you have a benchmark that, where you have 100, 100 and some odd locations and yeah. every single location is has somebody that has to be performing. So you obviously must have a very consistent methodology for identifying talent. Absolutely. So I think that the biggest, for example, and I'm uh, um, um, just for full disclosure, uh, Brooke Franklin is a part of our Germani team. Right. So she is, she's an esthetician and um, she, she joined, she's been there since the beginning. So right. she is, so, so when, when you look for somebody, I look for some, I'm going to use you an example. Is that okay, Brooke? That's why I'm totally yeah. okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why we always have folks on the show who know each other because this is perfect. We want to get into the details. What, you, you find, you find, you've, you've got to find that and, and you're not always right, obviously, and, and but it tells itself, itself out over time. And Brooke, known Brooke for going on two years now, and, and she's a winner. She is somebody that's going to succeed. She's someone that you could put in the middle of Siberia, and she's going to rocket. So that's the <laughs> kind of person that you want to you want to have on your team. And, and, and the qualities with Brooke are she's a hard worker. She's going to be there 100%. Every, and give her 100% every time. She's somebody that's a people person. You walk in and you can feel the energy when Brooke is in the building. I mean, you walk in, it's just a different feel. Everybody around, it's magnetic. People get into it, they, they enjoy it, and that's something else we look for. Um, you look for somebody that um, you can trust implicitly, and, and Brooke is somebody that um, if – if, if I hear something, and we've had some things that have gone down, as you obviously you do in, in any company, you're going to have issues that come up. And so when something goes down, the, my, my first thought is not, oh, man, what did Brooke do? My first thought is, okay, what, what's going, what, what happened to Brooke in this situation? How, and, and I know she's handling it right. How can we get together and make sure this is working? So that's the, those are probably the biggest qualities. And, and then there's that that X factor that's that's hard to, to put your finger on, but but those if you have those those parts of it, then people are usually gonna be very successful. Oh, another one thing too is is a passion, a passion for what they do. And Brooke has has that passion for what she does. Now, um, have you been involved in the hiring of those hundred and some odd people across did you pick all of them? So I did not pick all of them, but um, especially in the early stages of, of all the businesses, then yes, I, I'm, I'm very active in, in hiring and, and, you know, um, you know, and firing. Because honestly, uh, my philosophy there is if you know it's not a good fit, I think I'm doing that person a disservice by keeping him on, on board. And so, you know, there's, there's no reason to, to, you know, slow to hire 
quick to fire. People have heard that before, and I think that's that's a good mantra. But also, people need to know it can't come out of left field. They need to know where they stand at all times in the company. So. I'm not a big fan of yearly reviews. I'm more of a fan of of just in time reviews, where you know people are knowing where they stand. Um, kind of one minute manager, kind of a management style is is what we lo- we look towards. Um, but but to your point, I think that um, once you get your the organization to a certain point, at that point you have folks that you can trust to do that hiring and 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 working with uh, on those side of things. And that's that's definitely where benchmark is. There's a a couple guys and and women that I have in that organization that the same thing. We started off small. Um, one of my one of our vice presidents. I remember back. It's been 15 years ago. I met him at a Shoney's up in Calhoun, Georgia. We sat there for the first time we met him, and I could just tell he had something about him. Brought him in, and he actually helped grow the Atlanta market. His name is Walt Porter. Walt, if you're out there, I'm gonna give you a shout out. And uh, and he's just he's been an amazing asset to Benchmark, and has uh, um, has grown. And he's he's doing he's a vice president there now, and is extremely well. And he's someone that same thing I can trust implicitly. He's he does things that he's he's smarter than I am in many areas. And that's, that's the kind of person I want to surround myself with. And Brooke, on the, the flip side, how do you go about choosing somebody the, to, to get behind? Because, you know, in order to have the talent, you need to actually be able to command and get people to trust and want to follow you. So, Brooke, tell me how about, how did you come to the decision that, that working for Harvey was going to be a good opportunity for you? Interview. The interview process between um, Harvey and Allison it was definitely a chemistry there. I mean, everything just kind of fell into place and it just felt good. Like I felt like when we finished that interview, I felt like I I had that job. And I felt like I wanted that job because I could tell the passion that they had about their baby business. And I was ready to transition and it just was like perfect timing. And then from there, just the hands-on and being able to have that open door policy where you feel like you can talk to the owner of your company and the CEO of your company about anything and not feel judged, that doesn't happen often. Um, Also, I also had a a passion for starting my own cosmetic line and for the owner of your business to say, embrace that and say, bring your, your cosmetic line into our business that doesn't happen often at all. You know, most of the time people want you just to come to work, do your job and go home and, and, and dangle a carrot in front of your face and stay and just do that one Sit, thing. Stay, yeah, work. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, just focus on and, and the interview process. I'm kind of like an open book because I want you to know what you're going to get and I want to know what I'm going to get. And I let Harvey and Allison know that I am about growth and development. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I like working for people, but I also do want to work for myself. And I now have the opportunity and the chance to do that. And I'm learning from somebody who has a secret formula that I'm trying to get all the ingredients <laughs> to. Hint, hint. <laughs> so, Harvey, tell me, how do you get this right? Because, like, you know, these are a lot of these are things that we've heard before, right? But how come, or I guess another way to, to say this is how come so many, how, why do you think so many other people get this wrong? Well, I think that I think that Brooke hit the nail on the head on some on a lot of the reason people get things wrong is because I think people get the notion that they've got to be um, a boss and they can't 
share the love and people get greedy i think to be honest with you is what happens is you you got to and they think short term you've got to think long term you've got to be willing to roll up your sleeves and 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 get in there for the fight there's going to be some times where it's going to look bleak and, and grim and it looks like you're not going to do it but as long as you can you know relook at your um at, at your processes your people and your product um to quote marcus limonis um <laughs> you know as long as you look at that then um if, if all that's correct and you feel good about the market then i think it's just a lot of it's just staying power and just having the the guts to roll up the sleeves and be there and and be able to bring on the right people i think a lot of times people do have the wrong people in the organization and when you have that, you're not going to succeed. You've got to have winners on the team to be able to succeed. I'm a, I'm a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and and we, we have we we've, we have not had the formula of people on the team to be able to make victories. And so that's why we got the first round draft pick last <laughs> last time. So you've got to have winners on the team to be able to to, to win. And so, um, but you also have to let your winners be able to grow. You can't have somebody with all this potential. And just say, this is what I want you to do every single day for 25 years, nothing else. You know, and I feel like a lot of places are like that, you know. I don't understand it, but I feel like even the other companies that I've worked for, it's like anytime you want to explore something else or be more personal about what's going on in your life or even come to them about um, questions about things that you have going on. It's like they don't want to help you. They don't want to talk about it. It's just all about what's going on in the company, which, yeah, when I come to work, I'm there to work and produce, right? Give good customer service and do a good job. But there are other things that go on that actually will help me do my job better, you know? And that's one thing that Harvey and Allison, they're very hands-on and they're very caring and passionate about growing the business and the people that work for their company. And, you know, they entrust us with, their business, which to me is like a baby, it's like a newborn child. You have to nourish it. You have to feed it. You have to protect it. You have to love it. You have to watch. You know, those are the things that you need to have a business, have a successful business for it to grow. And you have to have those people in place to do that. But to feel entrusted, it's people that, you know, you work for them and you don't feel like they, they trust you. And if, especially if you're a good worker and you're doing everything that you're supposed to do and that you still feel like, you know, you're being micromanaged every single step of the way, like you have no control whatsoever, it kind of gets in the way of you doing a good job because when you're doing a good job, you're like, am I doing a good job? I, I don't know if I'm, doing, if I'm doing it right. And with Har Harvey and Allison, I'm not, a, I'm not perfect, but they tell you, they give you construct constructive criticism and then they also let you know you did a good job or you handled that right. So you know if you need to change things or if you know you consistently are doing you know something that they want to do and when I'm at work my um my um term to myself is what would Harvey do he doesn't have to be there because he's there as far as I'm concerned because that's how I, I act I act as if Harvey and Allison are in the building at all times so it sounds to me Harvey like you know in addition to hiring people you really take a personal interest in them uh more than just having them as an employee you see them you know as an asset you know, and as a whole person that you're trying to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, Allison and I have six kids together, blended family, have our first little baby together. So when you got six kids and you've um, seen all sorts of stuff, life happens. And and like Brooke said, stuff happens outside the office that's going to affect what happens inside the office too. So you, you've got to you've got to come at people as people because that's 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 where your first thing is. And any business, I don't care what you're doing. 
it's all about people. I mean, you look at the, I mean, CEOs out there, entrepreneurs out there, you look at your financials, what's the largest expense item on there? That's going to be your labor, you know, unless you're Facebook, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, but, um, but yeah, but for, but for us, our largest expense item is always, you know, people. And so that's, you've, you've, you've got to be about people to begin with. And I think that's, I think if you're going to start a business or you're going to even be in business, if you're coming at it first with, okay, and I've talked to some folks too that I've tried to team up with on the business side that have said, I've, I've asked, what are you in this for? Oh, I want to be at this level of revenue by this, this level of revenue. I said, well, time out. You're not, I'm not, you're not in it for the right reason. I mean, if you can't truly look in the mirror and say, I'm here for people and for passion for what you're doing, it's not going to work. And then, and that's just, that's just the bottom line. So find something you're passionate about, you know, care for the people that you surround yourself with and success is going to, success is going to come. And so tell me about how you think about incenting, incenting people, right? Cause you have, you know, this team of winners, right? Yes. And the, the winners are, as you know, Brooke said, they always have multiple options, you know, opportunity, opportunities abound for people who are talented. So how do you kind of get all the, everybody kind of moving in the same, same direction and how do you incent people? Yeah, that, that is kind of a secret sauce right there. That, that, <laughs> okay. that, that that's good. I don't, I don't mind sharing though too. Um, so so the big thing is um, every every organization. If you're not growing, you're dying. I don't care if you have if you've got if you've got one store and you've had one store for five years. In my opinion, you're dying. You know, because you've got to have growth. Because we have several people that come to us and say, well. I'm coming there to work now because I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere at the other company I was just at. So if you're not growing, you're dying. So um, take Germani, for instance, with with the growth that we have. And it's calculated growth. I mean, we've got three offices now. I had them for two years. Opening up a fourth, you've got to be smart about it. So um, I'm not a big fan of just getting capital behind me and just blowing it out and opening up 50, 60 offices. I, that's, that's, not, that's not the 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 playground that I play in but um so I'm more of a grassroots kind of a growth person um but so with that um there's opportunity in Dermani for for Brooke for instance to be able to grow into uh, a management position there she's already doing our laser training now with us you know obviously with her with her entrepreneurial side you know layering in um her lash out every time we grow an office that that expands her product line as well and then um also um we, we don't have this in place yet because, frankly, we're still losing money in a lot of the clients. I'm not, I, don't, I don't like to saddle people with that up front. I like to you know, prove, a, prove a model first, but we're, we're right at the break-even point, and we're, we're actually um, this, this year, you know, start, we're, we've, we've, we've turned the corner. And after a year and a half, um, a year, that's not too bad for, for a small business to be able to do that. And so once, once they get into place, um, each office is set up as an LLC, a separate LLC. So there's ownership opportunities um, that, that we offer folks. And that's and just to back up now, that's what we did at Benchmark. We have, you know, as somebody comes on and proves themselves with Benchmark, there's an opportunity to actually buy into um, their physical therapy clinic. And so that's a positive thing. I think having that ownership and having a true ownership versus just, yeah, you know, you know, profit share, I mean, have true ownership. Let's, let's roll up our sleeves together. That that's a positive thing. And so that, that's a good long-term strategy where you've got, if you find some winners and get them on the team, then let's, let's get on the same page together. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so do you think of yourself as a, as a mentor to, to entrepreneurs? I'd like to think so. I, th I think so. Yeah. I'd like to like to think so. I'm a mentor to entrepreneurs where I can add value, 
But if you take someone like Brooke, I have learned a lot from her on the aesthetic industry side of things, and she teaches me stuff every day. We just uh, we had a, an offering of services for what we have. we have a skin rejuvenation membership where people can come in and they can get a chemical peel or a microdermabrasion. I must say, your both IPO. of your skin for people who are listening, your skin does look great. Both wow, of you, thank great. you. Thank you. Practice what we preach. Definitely, so. <laughs> definitely. Um, so with that, but like, so we had these offerings. So Brooke came to us and said, listen, we can add a facial in on this. And it's something that um, Allison and I had talked about, more Allison, because that was her expertise. She's like, I'm not sure if that would work. Well, Brooke proved to us that it could work. And so guess what? Now, since July 1st, we have a facial now that you can have as a part of that membership as well. So so listening and, and realizing when, 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 you're, you're, when you're being taught and when you're teaching. Hmm. So tell me about some of the things that maybe – haven't worked as well some of the things that haven't led to success some of the errors maybe yeah so um I, one thing was um a dur- i think i mentioned the durable medical equipment company that, yeah. we, that we started uh, we ended up breaking even when we sold it um but what had happened was there were six of us that were owners so i had six partners we all had outside interests all doing something else and then we brought in somebody else and basically said here you do what what i'm doing right now and so we brought that person, great guy, but he had six, he had six bosses and he was, and he was supposed to run the ship and be able to do everything and please every one of us and know what he was doing. Um, so, uh, that was, that's why that one led to disaster is and when I say disaster broke even, but I, that's not a win, you know? So, um, so yeah, so that was one where that was a big lesson for me is that, you know, um, it's hard to not roll up your sleeves and get in there and, and just think you're going to throw money at something or somebody and, and, and try to make it work. And plus splitting the pie that many directions for something that's probably not going to grow to a large enough level that that, that was a, an error that was made for sure on that side of things. Mm-hmm. So that's where, um, you know, back to my roots because, because guardian home care was a huge success that, that one was just, it's still a great company. So I have a lot of friends in that company, um, that, that, uh, to this day, and that's, that's worked out really well. And then obviously benchmarks done really well, um, along the way as well. So, so th- that's probably the one where I would say it was not, and then we've actually had some therapy, some clinics within benchmark that, um, we thought were going to work, but ended up not working. But I think it's one of those things where if you can, like with those, if, you can close the doors, take that equipment, put it somewhere else and open up in a different location. If you can pick up your toys and go somewhere else, then kind of what's the worst case scenario? It's not that bad. So it's not as long as the worst case scenario is not going to decimate you, then that's then that's that's a a good thing. So how do you think about when it's time to to declare that something's over? Like, you know, when you were talking about the situation with the six partners and this hired, you know, CEO that you were hoping, I'm assuming you were hoping he was going to come in and save the day and fix everything. At what point, or how did you begin to make the decision that, okay, it's time to pull up stakes or even with these offices, you know, because sometimes I think declaring failure is very difficult for us as entrepreneurs. Exactly. Well, with that, with the DME situation, we started day one popping somebody in and thinking he could, he could take it and run with it. Um, I think what it comes down to is just, just having a little bit of a crystal ball to be able to say, okay, is this really going to work? And just being honest with yourself and looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, can I really see the growth here? Um, and, and taking 
the time to roll your sleeves up and say, okay, I'm going to give it a good shot here. Like with the DME company, I said, you know what? I, I went feet on the ground and I actually went and tried to, you know, help him out. I mean, was right there with him. I, mean, I, I pushed a good, you know, two or three months there trying to make a difference. And, and at that point, if you really get in and see it, you, you'll, you'll, you should know if, if it's, if it's something that, if it's a business, that, business that you know, and that you have some understanding of, I would hope that you would have some some clarity around that. So that's kind of where that came in. And the same thing with the clinics at Benchmark, just having that, you know what, we've tried this, we're doing everything we can. You know what, it's time just to kind of, you know, toss the towel in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so as you think about um, Dermani and, you know, the future of your of your portfolio, where is it that you want to see see things go from here? I think that, uh, well, as, as far as Germani goes, I think this is one business that lends itself well to possible franchising. And so, you know, franchising down the road may make sense. I'd like to get a, um, you know, I, 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 there are a company, there are competitors of ours right now that are trying to franchise our model outside. Like there's one in Arizona now that's trying to franchise. Um, but they are, they haven't had proof of concept yet. So I think it's too early in the game and they have a couple other services I don't think are appropriate. So, um, so we're really kind of in the proof of concept phase because it is a relatively new concept that we're bringing to market. There's no real, um, there's, it's a very fragmented industry and, um, and there's a lot of new technology that's literally for, years old that really that we've been able to use to leverage as well too. Um, but, but I can tell you it's, it's a great model. It brings a great value to consumers and, um, and it's, it, this is going to be successful. I, I, I know that for a fact because we, we are ex extremely successful right now. And it's, it's like I said, we're, you know, a year and a half into it and we're, and we're at profitability with a couple offices just been open for a year. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's good. For, for listeners who may not be familiar, um, what are some of the, the innovations that you, you just mentioned? And you said your business model is a little different than other estheticians. So tell us a little bit about what distinguishes Dermani from the other places where people may go to get a facial would say. Yeah, absolutely. So basically we can't, when, um, when Allison and I were talking about doing this, um, it's probably been three years ago because it took us about a year to kind of get the get everything off the ground. We, we I said, well, what can we do that's different? What's going to make it unique? What's get you know why why would we do this? <clears throat> and so, some of the biggest changes in technology have been in the. Uh, laser hair removal area. Um, so there are new lasers called diode lasers that allow all skin types to be treated, whereas before you'd have to have two separate lasers to treat different skin types. And it hurt like a Dickens. I mean, it hurt like crazy. And, um, and you know, it was, it was, oh, it was okay success, but not great success. And so um, when we started looking at it, we realized, and, and I'm a big, being a doctor of physical therapy and being from Benchmark, our, our big thing there is evidence-based practice. So we always do things you look at the literature, you make sure the evidence is there, and then you practice in that regard. And then that's, that's what drives how you practice. And so I did you know, a lot of literature searches and found out, you know, th about these new technologies that were coming out that the literature supported that were people were getting great results with. So we started, you know, using that tech, you know, started looking at that technology, um, teaming up with some manufacturers actually on that side of things, and then um, kind of brought that in. So, so now what if someone comes in for a laser hair removal for legs, what used to take an hour to do a set of legs and um, would hurt like crazy now takes um, about 20 minutes to do, 20, 15, 20 minutes to do, almost painless and, um, and great results within six to 12 treatment sessions. And so when we saw that, we're like, wow, this, and then 
we saw there was a marketplace in which people were charging like $3,000 up front. So you had to come in and you would say, okay, I'll pay you $3,000 up front and get treatments for a year. And I've got to come in once a month to get these treatments. And I don't know a lot of people that, that, you know, would want to do that. So instead we did a membership model where people can come in once a month and then like for a set of legs, now they pay $60 a month and they come in, they get their legs treated and, and then, you know, and then you do, it does require a touch up. So then for the rest of your life, you come in once or twice a year and pay $60 and get your legs treated, never have to shave your legs again. That's a pretty good deal. So, um, so, so something like that, that it's like Warren Buffett says, you want to find something that you would be a consumer of and that you're going to, that you're going to buy and, 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 and go after that. So this is something I'd say, well, yeah, this is something I would do. So, and it's a great value. So that's the kind of companies I want to be involved with. Great. What about you, Brooke? What, what's next for Lashlout? More, more products, <laughs> you know, expanding the line. Um, I'm a grassroots entrepreneur as well. I started my um, company with lit literally 10 lip gloss colors. And at this point, I have 25 lip gloss colors, 50 lipsticks. I have brow powder, mascara, eyeliners. And now I'm doing highlight and contour palettes and mineral bronzers. And I love the fact that I actually get to talk to my consumers because these are my patients that come in and get treated. They entrust me with their body, with their skin. They purchase my product and they come back and say, oh, girl, I love that lip gloss. But do you have something that has a little bit more shimmer or a little bit more matte? So I really get to talk to people that purchase my products, like it and help me perfect it and make it better. So. Again, it's a it's a complete blessing. Um, so definitely expanding um, the line and and getting it in other places as well. But I'm definitely proud to have an exclusive line available at Dermani at this point in time. It makes it a little bit more. Um, did I say exclusive? I did. Yeah, but it, it is exclusive. <laughs> it makes it, you know, and then that also, you know, people say, oh, where is it at? And I tell them, oh, it's at Dermani Med Spa. They'll come in and they now we have a double service. And then I have other patients that are coming in to get um, laser hair removal, and next thing you know, they they're buying a lip gloss. So it all cross reference each cross references each other. Um, I do events throughout the city for Lash Out Cosmetics, and I'm passing out cards for Dermani Med Spa. You know, if I'm out for an event for Dermani Med Spa, I'm passing out a card for Lash Out Cosmetics. So it's really just, and they all it all goes together. You know, health, beauty, and wellness. So now, one thing that I that I know is very of of great interest to business owners and CEOs is this process of selling, selling the businesses and, and exiting. Um, so tell me a little bit about you know, that process and, you know, how you were able to get to such a successful outcome for, for Guardian and then what you're thinking about in terms of exit strategy for both Benchmark and Dermani. Yeah. So um, I'm, I, that's probably a question for, for, you're probably talking to somebody that's, that's not as huge of a fan of exiting, you know, but uh, just because I know how hard it is to, st how hard it is to start up. So if you've got something that's working, have a good team in place, then the exit side of things is not, um, you know, not as a desirable option because w why exit if you're having fun and you enjoy the people you're with and, and you're making a good living and, 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 and the other option is, um, you know, getting a 0.1% return from your bank account or, or, <laughs> or, or getting into a stock market that in my opinion is a little bit overinflated right now. So, um, so yeah, so I guess for me, it's, I'm, I'm not as big of a fan of the exercise of things, but I can tell you, um, 
like with Benchmark, we did we, we did bring in a private equity firm. They've been with us for actually going on twelve years now, which is obviously unheard of in in, in, in wow. those things. Yeah. So, so you did a good job picking your private equity exactly. firm too. We did. They, we, did. That's <laughs> we did. And they, they and they've been great partners. I mean, you know, and, and they they understood our vision and everything and, and we're focused on you know what needs to be focused upon. And obviously that they've had a long term perspective as well too on things. So so that so that was that's one option. Obviously there's, there's PE firms out there that, that have done some things. Um, um, and then, um, and then with Guardian, actually, we did have somebody that came along, and um, you know was interested in acquiring acquiring the business. And um, I guess because because I had Benchmark and had some other things going on, it made sense at the time. And they um, they you know made one of those offers that that's hard to refuse and, and made a lot of sense. And so um, so with that, we did we did transition out of out of that business. So I guess that my experience has been more in. You know, kind of, uh, you know, on, on the private equity side of things, I've never taken anything public or anything like that. I've heard it's, it's not real fun, and have had have, have had some friends that have gone through that process, um, or sold to a publicly traded company and said that it's it, it's a lot different ball game where you do focus on those dollars and cents a lot more. And so, um, that's not something that I like. That's not a playground I like playing in right there either. So. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because one of the things that my, when I speak to CEOs, obviously you're not going to be able, at some point you will have to give up working. Um, so there's going to be an exit some kind of a way. Um, you know, we all have to exit our businesses, you know, one way or the other. And so, we, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it's funny, you know, you can, you're not going to be able to work forever. I, which is a great point. So I think that, he, so there, there's a couple of different ways to exit, obviously. Obviously, you can do like we did with Guardian and, and have someone come along and you can sell your business outright. And that, that's one option. Or the other option is you keep surrounding yourself with people that are capable and that can that can run your business for you and with you and engage them on the partnership side of things. And then you have a partner that you can then grow with to be able to step back and then make yourself less important to that business and then be able to, um, to be able to have an, a pseudo exit that way in which you've, you've got that. And then I've got six kids, so who knows, maybe one of them will want to, you know, um, pick up something down the road um, as far as that goes. So yeah, so that's, there are a couple of different ways to do it. And a lot of folks are going the, employee exit route at this point, you know, employees that you've, that's your, you know, key folks that you're bringing up to be, um, owners in the business and be able to grow that way. So I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Mm. So, so you, you really like the successor model as a, as your exit. I, I do. And I think it's because, um, I, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a people person. I love, I truly love the people that I work with and I want to see them do well. I'm, I'm with the grassroots side of Dermani. I'm doing the payroll there now. And, and what, that's another thing with technology too. leverage it. Oh, payroll is like, it's fun to do now. It's like you, just, <laughs> you get it in, you get, you get it's Everything's downloaded and everything is, it's, it's actually fun to do, but you look at that. And I, and I, as I do that, I mean, you see, I mean, with the small business, you just, you see most of your bank account get wiped out every time payroll comes through. It's like, boom, it's gone, but it's enjoyable. I, I love that. Cause I know, Hey, listen, I know this, I know this person. I know that this is a big day for them. They need to get this check in the, in the bank. I know they have stuff going on right now. So that excites me to know, you know, and every time it grows and that payroll grows, like those are people, real people out there that I'm actually, you know, helping to, to provide jobs for and be able to, to put food on the table for. So when I see those folks, like I've seen at Benchmark, those guys, those folks that I know have have grown with that company, and they're hard workers, and they deserve it. They've they've grown. They've got, got equity and ownership. 
that's exciting to me. So that's what gets me out of bed in the morning to be able to do that with folks. And, and, oh, by the way, God's blessed with a good living along the way with that. I mean, what well, that's, I don't know. Maybe, how could you not like working for this guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, but it's, <laughs> really fabulous. It's, it, but it's true though. But how can, I mean, it's, it's, it, it just makes a lot of sense to me to have that when you, when you can see, when you can have your cake and eat it too, you can help folks and be able to help them grow, but then also be able to make a good living and be able to, you know, prosper and be able to give back. I know uh, we're talking, we were talking about mission work before, before the show started. I was able to go for a week to Honduras and help out folks that had no water. They had zero water. So we went into a village. I hate camping. And I was out there in the middle of nowhere, no water, no electricity and helped you know, a village of 240 people bring fresh water. Kids were dying in this village because they didn't have fresh water. So guess what? Brooke was Brooke held down the fort. Everyone else held down the fort. I was able to go give back and do stuff like that. So it's... it's and can I interject? He also donated the whole month proceeds that Dermani Metzba made in the month of May to that mission. Wow. So, so. so it's those bigger things outside yourself that, that kind of, that really... It's the fo- it's the focus of your life, and if you get that kind of focus, then I, I don't know the uh, this exit. I'm I'm not going to be sitting on a beach somewhere, you know, just doing nothing. I, I don't think that's what God's called me to do. I don't think that's what our mission should be. Yeah, you, you're right. We have to gear back through life. But my my, if I have one thing to tell people that are out there that are, if your focus is to to make a lot of money, um, you know, retire at, at 30 years old and have a Ferrari in the garage. I think you need to look at something else because <laughs> that's, cause that's, that's, that, that, that you're, that's not the way to happiness and that's not going to be a good way to go. And it's not a good, not a good exit in my opinion. Hmm. So now, uh, what do you, are you thinking that you're going to keep acquiring businesses as the year goes on? As years go on? I mean, you want to do more? Oh. Are you going to continue to, to, to start stuff? Absolutely. I think, I think you've got, I call it my stage. I've got a stage that I, uh, that, that, that is, is full right now, you know, with what I've got going on. And so, um, but, but, you know, as, as we grow and as, as I replace myself from things that I'm doing right now, then absolutely. I think that we look at everything's like benchmark. We're, we're definitely, you know, acquiring other practices and, and as, as the cultural fits there, we, you know, we, we, we blend them into the company. So we're in acquisition phase there. Um, we've looked at some acquisitions with Dermani to look at that, but it hasn't made sense at this point. So we've been all Greenfield and DeNovo. And so, um, but yeah, I think so, you know, as, as opportunities arise and as things look at, then, then yes, you know, it's a possibility. I get the, I get the little biz quest emails every day. I'm looking at that. I was like, wow, there's six firehouse subs for sale. Allison, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great. Well, um, I would love to know, you mentioned the, um, the new service that Brooke innovated. Are there, is there anything else that's happening at Dermani or Benchmark that you think uh, listeners might be interested in finding out about? Yeah, I think that, um, you mentioned a new office as well. Well, I was just going to go a little bit more in detail with the service side of what what we do at Dermani. Um, we have everything is membership based, and you you know we're a hot commodity right now because we're a membership based medical spa, and we have the newest equipment. So any anywhere else you go, you're going to pay more money, and you're getting outdated technology. With us, you're getting the newest stuff on the market for a fraction of the price. Um, so we, we have the skin rejuvenation membership and that's going to be one service a month where you get to choose from a microdermabrasion, a chemical peel, a IPL photo facial, and now the Dermani facial. Um, and we also have our body contouring 
which is really hot right now. Okay. <laughs> Summer, I can imagine. Yes, yes. It's really hot. You need to do um, six to eight treatments with that. And that's a, that's a weekly thing. And that helps kill fat cells and reduce cellulite and tighten skin. And you can do that all over your body. It'll tighten the skin on your face, around um, the eyes, the neck area. It helps increase that elastin and collagen production. Um, For the saggy arms, it helps tighten that up. If you have any cellulite around your leg, buttocks area, that helps tighten that up. Midsection area, I mean, we really have had... I'm I'm sold. (laughs) And... I was very skeptical when we first started doing this. I was like, Lord, just please don't have me in here massaging people with this machine and it doesn't work, you know. So after doing a couple people, and t- when we take before and after pictures and measure every time. So when you start doing it, I'm like, oh, my God, this really works. <laughs> because you don't know, you know, especially when you're doing a new service, you know. So that, that was the, that's the newest thing that I've learned how to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm a believer now because I'm in there doing it all day and I'm seeing my patients come in you know, for six to eight weeks consecutively. So you see that before and that after. And then it's also definitely based on diet and working out too. So somebody who was really into it, who was using this as an assistant to their workout, it's going to work 10 times more than somebody who gets it done and just, you know, goes home and goes to sleep, you know. (laughs) Um, We also have the um, laser hair removal membership. And that is going to be broken down in different areas. We have small, medium, large, and unlimited. That's a monthly membership as well. And then we also have a Botox membership, which everybody loves. Um, New patients at Dermani get their first 20 units for $7 and $9 afterwards. If you sign up for the um, Botox membership, it's $40 a month, and you bank five units in your little Botox bank. Well, you don't need to get Botox every month. So if you're waiting three or four months, you have 15 to 20 units that you've already paid for. And anything additional, you only pay $8 per unit. So that's a really great buy, too, because a lot of people don't want to come and spend hundreds of dollars that one in one sitting. But right. when you break it up in little little fragments, it doesn't hurt your pocket so bad. So I really like this business model because it makes it seem like before these type of services were luxury services. You had to have a certain type of financial, you know, backing to be able to get these type of services. And like, oh, you get laser hair removal? Like, you know, oh my God. You know, well now it's like, Everybody gets laser hair removal. Why are you waxing? You know, there's no reason. Like, so it, it, it makes people feel, it puts people on a lot of uneven playing field because it's like, oh, I have laser hair removal too. I'm getting Botox too. Oh, I get microderms every month. So, and it's not like, and a lot of, a lot of people don't want to tell. I had to beg one of my clients, like, why are you not telling people? She's like, because I don't want them to know that I'm paying, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I need that. I need that patient. Spread, spread the love, you know? <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> Great. So if people want to get in touch with you to find out more about what anything that they've heard on today's show, how can they do that, Harvey? So they can uh, give us a call at um, call one of our offices at Dermati. That's probably the best access to us at this point. And that would be at um, 770-212-2242. Or they can look at our website, which is Dermani Med Spa, D-E-R-M-A-N-I Med Spa, M-E-D. SPA.com. Um, and they can send us emails at info at dermanimedspa.com. That'd probably be a good way to get a hold of us. And um, and yeah, that's probably the best way to track us down. Very good. Well, thank you so much for a great show. Congratulations on 20 years, Harvey. Thank you so much. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com. <laughs>